What's up, Secrets fam? Welcome to the Secrets Are Killing Us podcast. Now listen, we're vulnerable, we cry, we laugh, we're honest so that we can really heal, be healed, and set free from those internal secrets. And we know we all have them. Yeah, that's been killing us. <laughs> Come vibe with us. What's up, Secrets fam? Here's part two of the conversation between Miss Rhonda, Anthony, and myself. Enjoy it. It's so interesting. Now I'm going to forever use that term some other mother. Because <laughs> <laughs> my when I tell you my mom was the exact opposite, and not to say like my mom loves it to death, but my mom used to, no, my grandmother started the phrase, put them down and let them walk. Like, there was no type of smothering at least not that i remember um i remember when i moved out and i moved to delaware it was the same situation i was packing up and you know i put up uh, put everything in the car and i went into the kitchen I was, all right mom i'm leaving she said all right <laughs> didn't even turn around i was like okay <laughs> she said call me she might have cried though you know what i don't doubt that she did but <laughs> she wasn't gonna let me see it <laughs> And what's funny is even with that same story, you know, and it's actually layers to it because I got out of high school. I worked at AIG for about two years before they laid me off. And I had already moved out and was in my own apartment before I um, um, relocated down here. So it was kind of in phases. It, I, it was almost like I got was trying to get her prepared, but not <laughs> even knowing that that was really going to happen. So working full time and then, you know going to get my own spot. I was like, listen, I'm, I can afford to pay my own rent. I'm going to go someplace and get my own spot. <laughs> so did that. And then, you know, I was there for a year before I, you know, moved out there. But that was, that was definitely a transition. But to my mom's point, I think it was the best thing for both of us. Um, and it's individually. It wasn't the best thing for us as a, as a unit because I think at that point we had established such a good bond and relationship. But I think it helped us um, individually yeah. to for even two grown people to grow up a little more. You know what I mean? But before, so now going back to that day you left, we already got Ms. Ronda's perspective. What was it like? You know, you got in the U-Haul, you ready to take this eight hour trip. Did you know that she had these fears? Like what was going through your mind that the day? Oh, of course. That you left? I knew I had my, I knew my mom had fears. Cause she was, she cried when I moved <laughs> out of the house. Now, mind you, when I moved out of the house, I told her and my, my stepdad, I was like, listen, I was like, I'm moving out. Um, on such and such day, it was like last minute. Here's your keys. I'm moving you, out. You put your two weeks notice. Um, yeah. So, um, so I don't think they believed me initially. So I remember getting the U-Haul. Some of my friends came and helped me moving stuff in. My mom pulls up and she pulls up to the door in tears, <laughs> almost like this is not real. He really is moving. And you know, so <laughs> so we packed up the U-Haul. I moved over to my my spot. You know, they helped me with you know getting some things for my spot or whatever. Um, but she cried then. So, and mind you, I was maybe, like she said, like 10 minutes away. So it wasn't like I was far, but it was just the, we have been together for all my life. So it's, it was, I can see from her perspective, it's, it's a small void there. Something is missing, you know? Yeah. My husband's there. Yes. I have another, um, you know, child, another son at this point, but I've had this one all my life. You know, he's been here all, you know. On my life, so I knew my mom was going to go through a transitional period. I knew she was um, 
emotional about it because she would ask questions. <laughs> well, who are you going down there with? Who's that? And, um, you know, I don't know them, you know, and, and I knew it was the control part of her, but also the concern part of yeah. this is my baby. And I understand that more now because even when I moved to North Carolina, she was just like, Anthony, you still need to talk to me. You still need to communicate with me. You need to let me know what's going on. I need some of your friends' numbers because if something happens, I need to be able to reach out to them and say, have you talked to my son? Is he okay? Yeah. And that was even a grow-up moment for me to say, yeah, just because I'm grown doesn't mean, you know, I don't but have to check in. But that is not how he operated, sure Chris. Okay. Let's let but when I left... He... No, not initially. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm grown, I'm grown, I'm grown. And I'm like, you don't get it. I'm You're grown. this far away. That's right. If something happens, <laughs> I don't know them. They don't know me. They don't have my number. I don't have their number. I wouldn't even know. If he's in his place and bad has happened, they don't find out for days and weeks. I don't know. So that was another transition that he and I yeah. had to go through because I'm like, this being grown is one thing, but grown and accountability is something different. I was a grown woman too, but I was accountable to my mother. She knew if I decided to go out of town, hey, I'm going out of town and I'm living on my own but still, just so you know, because things happen. Um, so it, that was just another period mm-hmm. in our life that, where we had what I'll describe as growing pains. Um, and I'm like, hey, you got to, to figure this one out because you're not going to be <laughs> down here feeling like, yeah. And he, and, you're not going to stress me that, out. Making me you know, he already <laughs> knew how I function anyway. So that used to drive me crazy with him. So we used to have bat- <laughs> literal battles where he would make me mad and I'd be like, well, don't battles. Call me no more. Click, hang up on him in a minute. And then I would talk <laughs> to him for a couple of days. So he always knew when he struck a nerve. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to you. I just I'll wait a couple of days. I'll call it later. <laughs> but what's funny though, mom, is that I just had an, I had an epiphany and I was just like, that did not help your anxiety. Correct. It made your anxiety worse because I wasn't doing that. And I never had that realization until just now, just thinking about it. I was like, I, I, I knew who you were, but I think at that point, point in my life, I was just so selfish. Like, listen, I've been living by y'all yep. rules all my life. And that's gotta, exactly how you were. Yep. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not the way it, I should have responded. So, yeah, growing, we definitely had some growing pains. So let, um, with let me take up to this moment. And I've, I've seen it on Instagram, but I want to get the story. It was, I believe it was your <laughs> birthday party, Ms. Rhonda. <laughs> Um, it, and I'm I'm going to do a you do a terrible job of uh, introducing it, but <laughs> I just remember Anthony having a microphone and really just speaking. Somebody help me out, save me from myself. So it was my fiftieth birthday, and unbeknownst yes. to me, and I I'm still hearing stories to this day. Um, my son wanted to <laughs> basically honor me and give me something that I had never had, and so between him working with family members, working with my husband, and trying to make something happen for me. They threw me a 50th birthday party. I think it was probably two days before the party, he sends me a text message and it says, you are cordially invited to your 50th birthday party. And I'm looking at this text message like, what? (laughs) And so that's pretty much how it started. And um, it was um, I will never forget um, it was mm-hmm. it, such a memorable time um, and I think that we had a good time people still talk about my 50th birthday party and, and my co-workers <laughs> ah! 
my co-workers at that time, I had actually just started working this job and, you know, they invited them and they, a lot of people tend to be in awe of the relationship that they see with Anthony and I. Um, sometimes I think people yeah. don't see us as mother and son. They probably see us as something different, but just because of how we relate to one another and how we act with each other, we can be super silly. I have moments where I have to still put my mom hat on with him and say, look, I know that uh-huh. we play, we laugh, we joke, but let's not cross a boundary. So there's still some moments there where I have to check him. But I will say this. At will, what will almost be 33 years of age, this guy respects me so much. He, If he even thinks he's going to curse in front of me, something goes all through him. I started sweating when I said, damn, not too long ago. I really started sweating. I was like, His oh, my God, I went too far. I started sweating. And we've got other families. The kids just curse and say all kinds of things. And so I tend to always laugh with him that, you know, to his point, if he just says damn or he'll almost like he wants to grab the words and pull them. And I laugh at him all the time when he does it. But yeah. I, it, it <laughs> does something for my heart that my son would respect me to that degree and still do so you know at this time in his um I, I it's funny but i love how he honors me in that way um so kind of going back to that 50th birthday party i know you're getting ready to go about where he pulled the mic and he there were some things that he said to me um the words that he used that day is not something that i've never heard from him it gave him just an opportunity to do it publicly. There were individuals in our lives, both family and friends, who were witnessed the, the rough times between Anthony and I. And some people, including my husband, I think felt like Anthony and I are not as close as we are because I made so many mistakes. And, and in some ways, I damaged him, uh, meaning Anthony. Uh, but people don't realize that Anthony and I um, got to where we are today to his point, not because we sat down and had a conversation. It was just a change in behavior. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of it is because of the God that we serve. It had nothing to do with him nor Mm -hmm. me. God just did what he does and things just happened mindset changes Mm -hmm. serving him first and allowing him to repair the relationship so you know the words that anthony used that night at my 50th birthday party again it's not anything that i've not heard from him before it just gave him an opportunity to publicly say some things because unfortunately still to this day there are people in on anthony's other family side who still like to bring up some past stuff and he and I are just so far past the past um, that it doesn't define who we are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define who we were then, but it definitely doesn't define who we are today. Um, so that. Well, I think the one thing about that is, is, and I, they, they, for whatever reason, some people just aren't ready to heal, you know, because 
truth be told, in what with the vibe I'm getting from y'all, y'all could still be in the same place of just butting heads if neither of you were ready to heal and move on with the dynamics of your relationship. Definitely. Um, so, and, and honestly, I don't even want to like get into the details of what Anthony you said to your mom. What what was your um, goal for that night? What what did you? How did you want to show your mom the appreciation? What was the agenda behind that that party? Gotcha. So my mom, um, she ended up mentioning it. I don't know what happened. It's all you know when you cross over into a new decade or getting ready to cross into one, some things start to change. Um, and I started to notice a change in her and she, I don't even know if she remembers she said it, but she mentioned wanting to have a party. But what she didn't know was that me and my stepdad were already in conversations about doing something for her. So we were th- thinking about doing Spirit of Philadelphia mm-hmm. and getting people there. And we were looking at pricing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then she said she wanted a party. So I hit him up. I was like, she wants to do, have a party. I say, let's do it. He's like, all right, well, let's try to find it. You find a venue or whatever case it be. You know, you make it happen, da da da, whatever. So I said, "All right, good." So my motivation was that <laughs> I am not getting ready to do this and cry on this phone today. Y'all already know I'm emotional. But my motivation was, like my mom said earlier, I've gotten to see my mother in so many different aspects of her life. I've seen her struggle with me. I've seen her, and let's just call it what it is. I've seen my mother in abusive relationships. Um, physical and emotional, um, mental, you know, I've seen my mother, you know, go through trauma and try to work through trauma from her childhood. You know, I've seen her doing her best to take care of me being involved in drama that wasn't even hers, you know, being mistreated, you know, by friends and family members. And, you know, I've seen her go through so much over the years and my mom has always put everybody else first before herself. And, you know, I've never seen her, say I want something for me ever mm-hmm. you know outside of you know maybe her birthday or mother's day and that's more so <laughs> you want to get me these shoes I saw these shoes they really cute you want to get them from me you know she'll throw something out there like that but that's minimal compared to an entire party so when she said that to me I was like I have to do it it's a 50th birthday you know and I've never thrown a birthday party in my life I've never coordinated something to that degree um, but my, when she opened up her mouth to say that it was something that she wanted that I would have never guessed she would have ever said, I said, I'm going to do everything in my power, you know, to make it happen. And I, my goal was for her to just have fun. You know, it's, we get into a, a routine as people and life becomes just that routine where you don't have that zeal, you don't have that excitement, you don't have that fun. You know, and my mom is a vibrant person. She's very charismatic. She likes to have fun. She's silly. You know, she likes to have a good time. But over the years, I saw my mom get complacent, like we all do. And I wanted her to just have one night to just enjoy herself, whether it was going into 50 or, you know, whatever, being around family and friends and dancing and all that kind of stuff. So my goal was just to make her happy, make her smile and make her have something to remember for the rest of her life to say that Mm. happened, you know, and that was my goal. And that's something I told my aunts that was helping me, you know, coordinate and plan the, um, the party together. I just wanted her to have the best time possible. So when it was time for me to speak at first, I wasn't going to say anything because I was like, I'm all over the daggone party. I'm in the videos. I'm videoing, (laughs) you know, I'm in all the pictures, you know, everybody's looking at my outfit because I'm the only one that looks different. You know, I'm like, let me just chill over to the side and let everybody else tell her 
you know, how much they love her and appreciate her and how happy they were. And I was just like, I just, it was almost like my stomach started to hurt with me trying not to express to my mom how much she means to me. Cause words are very important to my mom. You know, she reads, but you know, she, um, words of affirmation is important to her. And of course, Chris, you are, we've talked about before, words of affirmation is very important to me. So I wouldn't dare, you know, do all these things for her, but not back it up with some words to say how much she truly means to me. And I didn't care if, if anybody listened or did not listen. And what was scary is that everybody, you know, got quiet. And I think I put on my whole instructor hat, my mm-hmm. corporate America instructor hat when I was talking, because that's how it sounded, you know, when I was talking. But I couldn't have said anything more sincere than what I said to her, because I meant it. My mom is my heart. I love her more than anybody in the entire world. And I will tell anybody to that, um, that to their face. You know, she is my best friend. We talk about any and everything, you know, and I'm grateful for where she and I have come from to where we are in our relationship because I would have never known during that transitional phase when she got, you know, when she was young, when I was younger and she was to her, to, from what she said, making so many mistakes to, you know, getting married and going through that transition. I would have never known that me and my mom's relationship can be this great, this unbreakable, you know, and that's some things that I've heard so many people say when they see pictures of us or videos or, see us on FaceTime, they're like, people are completely enamored by our relationship. They're just like, wow, y'all have an amazing relationship. So if other people can say that, and I know it for sure because I'm living it, I could not not say anything to my mom and just tell her how much I love her and I appreciate her. And I, I wanted her to know that if nobody else loved her and that if nobody else was grateful for her still being there, that I was, you know, still being alive with all this crazy stuff that's going on. And to know how much I appreciated her for all the years, you know, that we have been through yeah. together. It's been 32, almost 33 years of me and my mom. Yes, other people involved, but <laughs> we still have our own little thing. So, yeah, I had to. See, that, that's had to. Word. As soon as you get on this phone, But it's funny. It's a lot of people that have you will say, you know, I wish I had that relationship with my mom. And that's what makes me emotional is because I have to always tell people I didn't always have yeah. this. You know, me and my mom were always, you know, this close. We, me and my mom, I will never be able to say with my mouth that my mother has never loved me or has never expressed that she loved me. We just had a different um, relationship when I was younger than where we are now because she had to grow up. And then once I got, once she started to grow up, I had to start growing up and grow up a little more, you know. So people always say that. One of my best friends, she always says, I wish me, I could talk to my mom like that, but I can't. I wish I had that good relationship with my mom. And I, it, we just, See, but, it, but it's, you know, so I'm, I'm grateful it for that. Like, it, this obviously, it just wasn't a gift. It, what we heard over the last hour plus, you guys were both willing to fight for this type of connection, you know, fight whether it was your own expectations, your own ego, your own um, learned traumas, and everything like that. You're willing to fight all of that, whether it's to get out your system, to meet each other halfway, to build this very special and very unique and what should be celebrated type of bond. Um, and I'm sure we all know people that just refuse to let go of that hurt or let go of that ego to get out of their own way to a blissful union. You know, and, and it's mm-hmm. like, I, like people will swear up and down. I want this. I want this relationship with my mom. I want this relationship with my husband, my partner, anything like that. But how many people are willing to do the work and put up that fight and that energy? See, Chris, I, 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 wanna, I just want to say this. And not many. It wasn't so much, again, and, and I don't 
want this to sound preachy because I'm not trying to do that. But <clears throat> this, I'm a, I'm real. I'm gonna stay transparent and I'm gonna stay as authentic as I can be. It really wasn't us. It truly, really was the work in the hands <laughs> of the Lord. It really wasn't us. It just happened. It happened because as you mm-hmm. grow up. And you start to become self-aware. And that's what it was for me. Stopping and looking mm-hmm. at who I was. Self-reflection. First. Yes, did that happen? Because people would say things to me. Um, yeah. But when people would say things to me to try to make me aware of some of my flaws, at those times I couldn't receive it. But it took some hardship for me personally. Um, and I'm not talking about a full family dynamic. I'm saying me where I had to start becoming self-aware of who I was. And that was the only way that I could start getting some healing, whether it was from just my childhood, the, the relationship that I was in that was violent. I was in a domestic violent relationship. I had to figure out how to get through that hurt and, and the pain that was associated with that. But I didn't know how to do that. I didn't go to therapy. It was just growing in the Lord. It, it, it was simply just sometimes just listening to the Lord. As I said, when we started the podcast, my passion is music. And there are times where I will put on just all gospel music and I could just be sitting and I'm boohooing before the Lord. Not so much because I'm hurting, but just because I'm so thankful for the pain that he did allow me to have to go through. But it was all for a purpose. Mm -hmm. It hurt like hell while I was in it. But the purpose, what has Mm -hmm. happened in my life after it, is more important. Um, So it really wasn't anything that Anthony and I just kind of consciously made a decision to say, hey, we're going to push forward and make this, this, or this happen. And the reason why I can say that very boldly to you mm-hmm. is because my father was not in my life all my life until I turned 25 years old. I knew who he was. I knew where he was. I didn't see him. I was a little girl who sat on the steps waiting for him to come, and he didn't show. But when I turned 25, and that was the same year that I moved out of my mother's house and Anthony and I got our first apartment. Uh, My father showed up and I had a conversation with him. And the one thing I said to my dad was I did not care what I had heard through the years of my life about him, what he did, what he did not do. But if God was giving he and I to have a second to be a father and a daughter that I was going to take it and run with it. And let me tell you something. I got the best 10 years of my life Mm -hmm. with my dad. He came back in my life in time. When I got married, he walked me down the aisle. So there were so many things that I got to share with him in a 10-year span that I did 25 years. Because he wasn't at my high school graduation. He wasn't a part of my life when I was being beaten up by this boyfriend. But he came back when God needed him to be back in my life. So that's why I'm saying in that situation, in that relationship, that was a conscious one where I made a purpose to make this work. But with Anthony and I, it, it, it wasn't that. It was strictly the spirit of God. It was really the spirit of God. It was so Anthony, organic. You know, I think everybody who knows him mm-hmm. knows that, you know, Anthony loves the Lord. Does he always do things right? No. But who does? 
we serve the Lord as best as we can for those of us who right. have professed Christ in our lives. So it really just was God just stepping in and showing out. And that's what I always say. God just shows off in my life. And I love it. He does some little things. And it's the little things that he does <laughs> that just sends me on. Don't you just love him? A mission. He doesn't have to do anything great and enormous for me because the little things that he has done in my life speaks volumes. So repairing relationships, um, doing what he has done between Anthony and I, that it's really not enough words to really describe this this mother-son relationship. I got my cards in the mail today from him. I said, he knows me. I love cards. And the words of the cards just mean so much to me. Um, I gotta make y'all laugh for a minute there. I was like, I hope I'm not getting ready to die because this boy done sent me a beautiful birthday gift and then he sending me all these <laughs> gifts. So I Don't do that. Said, now what's happening? Because every time I open the door or go to the mailbox it's something else from him. <laughs> but it's something else. <laughs> you know what there was a uh there was a previous episode, I think you Anthony, you mentioned just sending your mom um cards and, and letters and stuff like that and that you were really mm-hmm. intentional with doing that she loves it my mom has said for years she said I if you don't get a card. nothing else <laughs> you better get me a card <laughs> i better get a card whether it's for her birthday or for mother's day you know that's yeah. that's a stickler for her it means that much to her and i get that same thing from her you know where cards and words and you know my mom journals like me you know we are so connected we're so much alike and i get so many things that i've gotten from her but i know that that's something if i don't get nothing else if i tell her listen look it's a little rough right now (laughs) things a little tight you know i know that if i don't get her any gifts if i send her a card she'll be satisfied Mm -hmm. she'll be happy with that and my mom's birthday and her and my her birthday and mother's day are right around the corner from each other so her birthday is april 19th and then mother's day is tomorrow so it's used literally a month apart so i'm (laughs) shopping in advance to get her stuff and hoping to get to her on time especially in the middle of this pandemic you know things that i think about you know that i think she would enjoy or like so well that's dope so i don't even know what how long we've been but this is a good place to end things we obviously could (laughs) go on and on and on but um first before we get to the closing i honestly got to come in and, and thank you guys both for willing to have this conversation um this is obviously one of my favorite episodes to do so far and um, I just want to thank you both for that. Um, um, I just want to say this. I know at one point you're getting ready to ask this. And I know because time we didn't get here. I think you were going to ask me. We talked about, you know, what was life like before Anthony and then during Anthony and now where we are today. Let me say this. I am the mother of two young black men. One is of a lighter hue and the other is of of a darker hue complexion. And I have to be honest, my fears today is when my sons walk out the house to go to a store and God forbid now you can't even jog without worrying about somebody taking a young black man's life. That is a fear. And I'll tell you honestly, for the last 24 to 48 hours, I'm very authentic with the guy that I serve. And I questioned him. And I said, God, are you going to keep letting them kill us? They're your children too. Why are you letting them kill us? And I had to be raw because I don't understand what's happening. I know what's happening, but I can't understand it. And of course, he brought his word back to me. And he said, trust in me. 
and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. So I get his word and his word is embedded in my heart. But to watch Aubrey get gunned down because he was jogging and then to see the millions of people at this point who jogged yesterday in honor of his memory and then to just see different things across social media from mm-hmm. celebrities and just everyday people alike. How can you not be concerned for the young black men that are a part of your life? And this just doesn't start and stop at my two sons. But I think about the other young men that have become a part of my life because of their friendship with Anthony. And, and quite a few of his friends have embraced me um, in different ways. I fear for the safety of you all. I fear every day, but I know that God tells me to fear not. So I have to hold to his word in these days and time. My husband is a six foot black man, a bald head black man of a darker hue. And when he leaves the house and he gets in his car, I always wonder, is a cop just going to be a rebel today and just want to pull him over? So this is, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic where the Lord has shut the world down and we're still dealing with being hunted like we're animals and we're being killed. Um, And I just kind of want to say to you and to your listeners, you know, be aware, be aware of your circumstances, be aware of your situation, be aware of your surroundings, um, for Anthony and Chris, I don't know if you live down there or not, but as I heard you mention about moving to Delaware, but I got to tell you, living in the South during these times, um, it's a scary thing. And so, you know, I want you guys to understand you got to be aware of your surroundings and your situations. Um, your neighbors can be the nicest people in the world, but you never know what they're thinking of you when they watch you walk out of your house. You um, your workplace. It's always some right. underlined uh, racism there. Uh, we deal with it every day. You just don't know. Um, so you want to be aware. Um, but being the mother of two yeah. young black men, it's a hard time in this world. But our grandparents went through this. They survived it. And I know that we too will survive. But it's hard. It is hard to close your eyes at night and not know. Yeah. Anthony out tonight. Every night when I pray, I pray, Lord, I pray that he's safe wherever he is. Because I don't know if he's hanging out tonight or if he's at home. But there's an unrest in my soul sometimes because I just don't know. Um, but I, I want to say, you know, I, I'm thankful that um, Anthony wanted me to be a part of the podcast. I have heard about it from him at different times. Uh, but this was fun. Um, it's it was eye opening, um, <laughs> and it's it's it was it was truly a blessing to be able to share our story um, and to kind of relive birth and to where we are today. So um, I I want to thank you, Chris, for having me on. Um, and let's do it again. It doesn't have to be this topic. It can certainly be something different, but um, yes, I, I enjoyed let's do this it again. And, and I hope that this 
um, <laughs> really grows for you and, and maybe takes you to wherever you want to be, whatever your next level is that you want to be. And you said something earlier when you get off of this, you were going to call your mother. Make sure you do that. Keep your word. Your word is your bond. Call your mother. Don't wait till tomorrow to call her, but call her. I'm definitely, I'm definitely calling. She's going to be mad. <laughs> I know that. Uh, well, one, thank you for sharing that. And honestly, we've gotten as big as we are because of Anthony's uh, contributions. He took us to another level, especially with the social media and everything like that. So we are growing and, and he's a huge part of it. Um, and, any last yeah. words? Um, no, my, my, I'm sniffing. I need to blow my nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's cold here. I'm freezing. Um, but um, what I would say is that um, since we're talking about motherhood, I would say um, heed to the words of my mother, y'all, um, about a lot of things that she said. You know, my mother is an imperfect person, just like the rest of us, but she has words of wisdom for everybody. So heed to the words that she's saying. And for the mothers that are out there, let your young boys be. Let them grow. Let them be individuals. Let them be who they are. Don't try to shape and mold them into the way that you want them to be, because what you'll only do is stifle their greatness. So allow them to be who they are and love them no matter what. Support them care for them think about how you are um doing certain things when you're raising them you know like my mom said she said it was i had been telling her what i needed from her you know by writing in cards and things like that to say you know i just want you to listen to me you know you don't have to yell i'm, I'm listening i just just talk to me you know listen to what your kids your, your sons your children have to say because what they're expressing to you is something that's that they truly feel in their heart and you never know how you not listening to them can impact them. So it's a journey. My mother said it at the beginning, you know, being a mother isn't easy. You, there's no rule book to it. You learn. But what helps you learn is by being in tune with your son or your daughter or your children. So just um, being that. And, you know, other than that, thank you guys for, you know, listening to our story um, um, about motherhood and, you know, raising a young <laughs> black man and raising this wonderful Black man oh, named gosh. me. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for, again, thank you both for, for joining us and having this conversation. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're not following us for dope content like this, follow us on Instagram, uh, The Secrets Are Killing Us, on Facebook, The Secrets Are Killing Us. And if you have a topic or anything you want to talk about, um, we're open to the conversation. Send us an email at thesecretsarekillingus at gmail.com. Um, and until next time, be safe, be healthy, be blessed. We'll talk to you guys soon.